Hi friends, it's Kayla Rannon. Welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. Happy Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm so excited to be back on the mic with you guys as always. And you're listening to Future Me because I am currently in Ecuador as you're listening, but I'm pre-recording this so you guys don't miss out on any episodes on this trip because I know that I did my hiatus while I was on my bar trip because I just couldn't pre-record and the final weeks of the bar exam and bar prep, but I have the availability to pre-record, so I thought I would treat you guys to a few episodes while I'm away, even though I won't be posting clips or anything during my time away, but I hope you guys enjoy these episodes nonetheless. And I'm actually really excited for this episode because Sierra, if you don't already know her, go check her out below. She is a college freshman, but as you recorded this episode back in March, she was a high school senior, and I think she has a really cool story of going to boarding school midway through high school, or like sophomore year, I think it was, if I remember correctly, and choosing to go to SMU where she goes now and how she made her decision and we talk a lot about personal growth in this episode, which she reminds me a lot of me, but not at her age because I was nowhere near as self-aware and into personal development and growth as she is, which I think is really cool that someone so young has exposure to all of that work by being in the social media space and in the podcast space because she has her own podcast, The Morning Muse Podcast, and yeah, I just think it's really unique and a really cool perspective and not something that you see a lot in people her age. And I have a cousin who's a little bit older than her and a cousin who's a little younger than her and just getting to be around people in her age group and really see their unique stories and kind of meet Sierra and get to know her and her story was really insightful and unique to me. And I wanted to dive in and I wanted to bring someone on a little younger because I know I tend to have people my age or older than me on the podcast, and I thought, why not have someone a little bit younger and show a different perspective, which I think is always fun. And, you know, I learned a lot about just what it's like to be in high school and college nowadays and what it was like going to college or high school in a pandemic, because most of her high school experience was remote and just how it affected her because I experienced school remotely in a different way. And it was really cool. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you guys. And the intro for this week is going to be a lot about personal growth because one, it's timely with this episode, but it's also just where I'm at in my life, recognizing how far I have come truly as a person. And especially when I look back at like myself at Sierra's age, you know, 17, 18 years old, I have come so far in the last eight years. And I am so damn proud of myself. Like I truly, if I can go back and I've said this before, like if I could go back and hug that girl, I would cry and hug her and just say, I'm so proud of you because you did it all on your own. Like you had friends along the way who have helped you and uplifted you and guided you and encouraged you, but you needed to be the one to want it and you needed to be the one to do the work and put in the work and you did and I'm so damn proud of you. And I was telling someone earlier today, like if it wasn't for certain people and I could name them on one hand, having these people in my life and now they've been in my life, all of them at least three years or more. And I truly, actually one of them has only been in my life for one year. So one year or more. But truly... If it wasn't for this handful of people, I would not be who I am today. And, you know, I'm so grateful that they walked into my life when they did and that they have been with me through the ups and the downs and the journeys that I have gone on because every year I feel like it's just a new level of personal growth and development. It's like an onion. It's like peeling off these layers, shedding the conditioning, shedding all the learnings that we get from society and friends and the media and what friendships are supposed to look like and what relationships are supposed to look and feel like and all of these messaging like it comes from us deep down truly and it takes unlearning all of that to really come into who we are and I think Sierra has done a pretty good job of diving into this work 
at such a young age, which is inspiring and incredible because when she's my age, she's going to be 10 times better of a human than I am, which someone today was like, imagine who you were going to be at 30 when you are so self-aware at 25. Like that is incredible because she was a little older than me. And, you know, thinking about it that way, just, it made me think like, I'm, again, I say all the time, I'm really proud of myself and how far I've come, but truly like, if it wasn't for certain people and certain times in my life and certain things that they said that hit me right when I needed them to hit me and for them to come into my life at certain times and say certain things and be there for me at certain points were pivotal. And it's all like your village, the people you surround yourself with really do. You're, they are what you eat, you know? You are what you eat. What you eat, what you consume, what you watch, what you read who you surround yourself with the energy the frequencies that you are surrounding yourself with that is so 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 essential and we're just now learning the magnitude of that and I know I sound woo woo but like it's so true it really really is and as I get older I'm getting more aligned with myself and figuring out deep down who Kayla is and what Kayla wants and what Kayla deserves and it is absolutely incredible to get to know who this real version of Kayla is and it's fucking hard. Like, don't get me wrong. It's hard. It's scary. It's emotional. It's draining. It's stressful. It's intense. It's exhausting, like to put it mildly, but it is so rewarding too. And, you know, I've been telling people this a lot, but like in the moment, those stories suck. Like the shit that happens to us, we're like, my life is like a movie. I can't believe this is happening. Like, can I catch a break? Like, why me? Why now? Why again? Why this? Like, haven't I learned enough? Like, I'm done. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm stopped. Like, I'm done with all these lessons. I want to just have a break. And that's true. (laughs) But at the same time, looking back, like, if all those things hadn't happened, I wouldn't be who I am today. And don't get me wrong, it was freaking exhausting. I'm exhausted. But I'm really grateful for them too. And, you know, I've been really open about how my law school journey truly propelled me to be the person I am today and I wouldn't be this person had I not gone to law school at the time that I did, at the school that I did, at the time in the world that I did with the pandemic and everything and I met the people that I met and there's a very few of them that I'm still close to to this day. Again, I can count them on one hand, but truly, like those people, like So basically between the law school people and my like true friendships, like I can count them on both hands. Like it's a very small group of friends and some of them overlap. So it's not even the full 10. And I'm just so damn grateful to have this village. And like, if I were to ever have a bridal party, like these would be the people in it. Like, I I don't know if I want one. Side note, (laughs) that's a whole other conversation. But like, these are the people that would be in it. And I just... I'm so grateful for them for standing by me, even through all the ups and downs and the ugly moments in between, because truly like it was a feat and they were going through their own things and I was doing my best to be supportive of them, but I wasn't in the right headspace at times. And now I get to serve in that capacity for them. And it feels so good to return the favor because I would not be here. And it takes looking back at all of those stories and all of those relationships that got you to where you are to really recognize and appreciate where you are today and you know that's my hope for people Sierra's age and for Sierra and for people younger and even for people my age or older than me like you know sometimes we don't want to revisit those lessons and those memories because they they're hard and they're they're scary and intense and no one wants to relive that but at the same time you have a privilege to be able to relive that sometimes and learn from them and everything really does happen for a reason lo que es para ti nadie te lo quita if it's for you no one's gonna take it away from you and you know i'm grateful for every lesson opportunity bad relationship bad situation bad experience everything good bad ugly like it really does shape you and i'm so so grateful and i wouldn't be where i am and you know high school me like if if i could only go back and hug her and tell her that everything was gonna be okay and that you don't have to worry that much because if it's for you it's gonna be fine it's gonna happen it may not happen the way you want it to or when you want it to but it will happen 
what, what, what is supposed to happen will happen when it's meant to happen. And it's really hard to let go and trust that and trust the process. But, you know, it's really powerful too when you do. And that's something that I, you know, that's my hope for everyone listening is just no matter how old you are, that you, you know, you learn to forgive yourself and you, which I want to talk more about in a future episode, but, you know, reflecting on the personal growth recently, I've truly just come to to really be proud of my past and my story. And one way that I do this is, you know, journaling is good for some, talking it out with friends, and that's my main way, but also just the podcast and sharing little tidbits or when I meet new people and like they ask me about certain moments or questions that I get in, like I start reflecting, I start thinking or like talking to my friends, like whatever something happens and I'm like, damn, like, I, the, I think the reason why I'm acting this way or I'm thinking this way is because of this situation that happened, like, five, six, seven, ten years ago, I don't know, and I start reflecting, and, like, damn, I'm really proud of myself, like, I've come a really long way since that moment, and, you know, like I said, like, revisiting those moments are really scary, but now it's a story, and now it's it's a part of your story, and, you know, once you've revisited it, and you've processed it, and you've accepted the lesson that you needed to learn from that and you can put it away in a nice little box with a little bow and you can heal from it and you can move on from it I think it's really really impactful and powerful and you know I've talked about having to do that with a bad situation in therapy and other situations like I've done that a lot and just like talking with my friend Jordan that I met while I was on my bar trip you know she is like my soulmate like my friend soulmate truly i think she's my soulmate someone that i like she she came into my life at the exact time that i needed her to come into my life with the adjustment period and everything which i know i'll talk about in a future episode there's so many conversations i want to have on the podcast with you guys in the next couple of months like trust me they're coming but yeah i just like having so many conversations with her like really we get deep and we get deep quick but it's so nice to be able to just reflect on all of these things have happened and how they have shaped who I am today. And that's the power of personal growth and believing in who you are and just accepting that your story isn't perfect and no one's is. And looking back on it and being like, damn, that's a good story. Like that I'm proud of you. Like you you did it all. Like you you made it. And one of my classmates, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but one of my classmates called me and was like you got through it all against all odds. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like when I found out you passed, I wanted, like, I'm sorry I didn't call sooner. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like you did it. You did it. You got the degree. Like, I know, like, I don't know why you don't think you like are good enough to be a lawyer. You don't feel confident being a lawyer. Like you got the degree. You have proof. Like you did it. And you did it when even you thought you couldn't do it. Like you still did it. You did that. I'm so proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. You know what? I am proud of myself. And there's going to be times where like, I'm not, there's things like I mess up, you know, I messed up today and you know, I started kind of overthinking and like, why am I like this? And why don't they see me like this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Take a step back and acknowledge how far you've come and where you are today. That's fucking powerful. And I'm so grateful to have friends in my life who allow me to, when I have those reflections, text them or call them and like talk about them. And they share their moments with me. And it's really nice to just be in friendships that are, we're all in alignment of bettering ourselves. And we all want the best for each other and ourselves. And we're uh, we're working together to get there. And that's super powerful. And I feel like Sierra is on that path too. Excuse my dog. <laughs> Sierra is on that path too. And it's really cool to see someone so young do that. So, oh, really fast, suck and sweet of the week. It's hard doing this in the future because I don't want to share the same one from the episode I recorded that's going live the week that I'm recording this, but, oh, actually, I think I have one. So my suck of the week is that I just feel like as I get more in tune with myself and in alignment, I'm more in tune with my body, which is a really good thing, but there's times where I'm just like, I can feel every ache and pain and like physical reaction to anything that's happening and sometimes it's like damn like can I just get through the day without like this hurting or this bothering me or like having a feeling about this like sometimes being self-aware isn't it it, it, you can be too self-aware it's not really a suck it's just kind of like an an odd like feeling (laughs) but 
it's also really nice to just be that in tune with yourself. And especially like time of the month situation is kind of what I'm referring to. And I don't know why I'm being coy because I talk very openly about things, but you know, I just feel like being coy today. And my sweet of the week is just being really grateful for the friendships that I have in my life. Truly, like I think this whole intro is has a lot to do with friends and the people that you surround yourself with. And I'm just really grateful that, you know, it sucks because they don't all live in the same city as me. Actually, most of them don't. But having them just a phone call or a text or a FaceTime or a DM away or a Snapchat, it just, it means the absolute world to me to be cultivating such incredible friendships. And I wish that all for you in the new year that you guys start the new year off on a reflective note. You set intentions for the new year and you open yourself up to opportunities and lessons and bring people into your life that are meant to be there and add value to your life. And not everyone's meant to be permanent in your life and that's okay too, but at least the people that you do bring into your life now are bringing about positive changes and influences and anyone who is not meant to be in your life anymore exits. And I hope it's as least painful as possible because that's not always fun, but sometimes it's so important to shed that energy and that weight to bring you into the new year. And I am really excited to see where 2023 takes all of us. And I'm excited to see where it takes Sierra as she enters the second half of her freshman year and sophomore year of college. And it's crazy that time is flying by so quickly. Um, and we recorded this almost a year ago, but I digress. I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing all that 2023 has in store for all of us. So again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all the love and support on the podcast. It does absolutely mean the world to me, and I can't wait to see where Let's Get Candid goes in 2023. If you like it, leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show. Please follow along, share with a friend, tag us in, as you're listening on stories, and go follow Sierra. Everything's linked in the show notes. Go follow my blog, follow the podcast Instagram, TikTok, all the things. They're all linked go say hi. Let me know what you want to say on the podcast in 2023. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys more. Hope you guys all have a good week and I will talk to you all soon. Meet Sierra. Sierra, what's something people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Oh, that's a... I love doing good, that. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Well, I'm left-handed. That's one thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like most people, I mean, I think it, just like statistically more people are right-handed so people are shocked when people are like not right-handed yeah (laughs) Um, but it's not something that people would just know like so that's a good one um different I love hitting people with that question right at the beginning it's something I've been doing recently and it's I don't know it's like like my new like segment and it's so funny to see people's reaction be like crap I didn't think about them like that's the whole point like it's to get (laughs) like you're not supposed to know what's gonna happen Right. Um, but I'm excited to chat with you because I love talking to fellow podcasters. And I think, I don't know, it's just like, I love having just anybody on and really getting to see like the nitty gritty and the behind the scenes. But when it's a fellow podcaster, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's cool because more special. See, yeah, because I get to see how you guys do it too, especially when it's a swap. And like, I learned something every single time. And I was talking to you recently, like, you are so inspired because you are so young. And Thank you. so many incredible things. And like, I just, I look back at like when I was your age and I was like, like, I knew what I wanted. Like, it's never that I didn't know what I wanted and it's okay if you don't, but like, I did not have it as like clearly like thought out as you did because the beauty of your generation is that you get to see my generation, like, and how we are evolving and using social media, and like, you're emulating that, and you're making it your own, and it's really cool, and I'm just excited to see where, where you go next, because you're finishing high school this year, and off to college, but can you talk a little bit about your high school experience, because you go to this, to a boarding school in Pennsylvania, but you're originally from Atlanta, so why boarding school, and what has your high school experience been like? Yeah, so it's been a ride because I haven't been at my current school my whole entire life. I used to be in the public school system in Atlanta till I was about my sophomore year at my old high school. And the reason why we made the change for me to go to boarding school is because I remember 
my parents and I were visiting my old high school because of the parent visit day thing where you go to each of your child's classes and talk to the teachers. And it was in my AP world history class that my teacher said that we didn't have our textbooks for an AP class in the court first, like one or two quarters in the semester. And my dad was like, well, do you know when we're going to get these books? Because it's an AP class. You would expect an AP class to have the books that you need. He said, I don't know. And that was when things really got worrisome about my school. Like, if they don't have the books, how can you get a really good education, you know? And so I remember my dad was taking me to school one day, driving me to school, and he asked me in the car, did, this is like a month or two later, did we have our books yet for our class? And I said, no. And my dad said, I don't know where you're going to be, but it's not going to be here. And that was in the car my sophomore year, driving to school. And little did I know, I think a week or two later, my dad comes home talking to my mom about boarding school because his coworker at that time had kids in boarding school because my dad brought it up to them because about how bad the education was and she said well my my children are in boarding school right now and they love it let me for give you the person who helped me get my kids into boarding school my his contact and I worked with him getting him into boarding schools and I applied to like seven schools I think at the time and I got into almost every single one of them, except for one, which was George School. They waitlisted me, but that's okay. And so I remember the spring break of that year, I took a trip with my parents. We toured at least three or four boarding schools in that whole entire week, because the, the visit days were day after day. And first started off with some schools in North Carolina, then came all the way up to Pennsylvania. And I was previously wanting to go to an all-girls school. I had my mind set on going to a all-girls boarding school that had a horse, had horses. Horses was their main thing. And the school called Oldfields was my top choice. Then my second choice was Chatham Hall. They were okay. I would I think if I hadn't have chose Westtown, the school that I go to now, I probably would have chosen Oldfields because they had a great program. They had great curriculum. They had the horses I loved at the time. It was a great, it was a great school. But it wasn't until I toured Westtown that, which is not, it's a co-ed school, co-ed boarding school, because I thought I wanted to be out of the, of the co-ed system. But when I toured Westtown, I was like jaw to the floor. Campus is stunning. And we participated in this great scavenger hunt. And it was the best scavenger hunt I had ever been on in my entire life. Because in the previous school that I visited before that, before Westtown, we went on a scavenger hunt and it was awful. It was terrible. They didn't go let us go inside any of the buildings in the school. I'm like, what's the point of going on this tour if you're not even being let inside the buildings of where you're going to be living and staying at? They didn't even let us in the dorms. I'm like, if we're living here, why aren't you showing us the dorms? And it was so weird. Then we toured Westtown the next day and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with the school. It was amazing. And it, the campus is beautiful. There's so much greenery. There's on like seven, I think 500 to 700 acres of land. It's the most gorgeous campus. And I was just shocked. And I was like, okay, I think I might want to go here. Then I toured another school the next day, which was Chatham Hall, the one that I thought I was set on going to. But then I toured the school. I stayed overnight and I stayed overnight West Town too. But when I stayed overnight at Chatham Hall and I was just interacting with the girls there, I was like, I don't know if this is, this isn't where I need to be. And that day after that tour at Chatham Hall, I was like, I, I was like to my parents, I'm choosing Westtown. I'm going to Westtown. And I started there. So I did, I reclassed. So I was supposed to be class of 2021, but now I'm class of 2022 because I wanted to get like a fresh start, just get a good start for college and stuff. Little did I know that was going to be the best decision I ever made due to this pandemic because I would have been in college right now, probably doing being declared undecided because I had no idea what I wanted to do at the time. So honestly, starting over my sophomore year was one of the best decisions I could have ever made for myself and where I'm at now. And I've been there for the past three, West Town for the past three years, and I love it. I've made the closest friendships there that I had ever made 
at Weston, I feel like I've truly found my core group of people that I did not have at my old school. It, the, the level and the quality of friendships that I have here is so much better than what I had before. Yeah. I had yeah. never had a true friendship before that, before this. I mean, I've never really had true friendships now until I was an adult. So it takes time. And I think I'm just curious because why boarding school instead of just a private school in Atlanta? Like, why did your parents were like, no, we're just sending you to boarding school or, and, or like you're going to boarding school and like, it ends up working out. But like, that was my first thought. I was like, why not? Like, I'm sure there's some incredible private schools local to you. Why, why was boarding school the, like, that was such a big jump. Honestly, I don't even know why we didn't look at the private schools in Atlanta. We were just like taking it off of the, taking the boarding schools to suggestion off of my dad's old coworker. And we were like, that's the only thing we thought of. So that was the first thing we, we, we were thinking of. And then we went on a tour for like a little information session about some of the boarding schools out, out in, in the U.S. And that's how we more, we got stuck onto it. And so we, ne- we didn't even think to look at the private schools in Atlanta. Interesting. I don't know, I've always been fascinated with the idea of boarding school. I told you this. And I'm just curious to know, like you said, like the girls at that other school, like you didn't really feel like you fit in there, but then you found your core group friends here, which is something that you didn't have at your old school, which I think is actually a good idea that you did reclass and like you decided oh. to repeat a year because it gives you more time at that school to build friendships. And I feel like exactly. freshman year is important, but like, I think sophomore year is really when you start in college too, not just high school, but like is when you really start figuring out who you are and like making the real friends because freshman year, it's like, everything is so new. You're just trying a bunch of things. Sophomore year, you're like, oh, okay. Like now I'm, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And you're starting to kind of figure that out. But um, what's it like living at school and like, going to a school really far from home and not getting to see your family as often like has that been difficult what's it really like when you're in boarding school yeah so honestly it's been a great experience I love it because right now I'm a senior and I'm living with my best friend literally I met my best friend my first year I lived with um, my old roommate he left after sophomore year but I met my current roommate because she lived right across from me. She was literally my hallmate right across from me. And um, one of my former friends who used to go to West Town introduced me to her. It's one of the closest friendships I had ever, I have ever created at my school. She's my best friend. I love her to death. And I used to go over there almost every single day after classes, after co-curriculars, after dinner, just to hang out with her because she was like right across the hall, literally right across me. I could just walk on over. It was great. And then we had been, I think we had been planning on rooming together after sophomore year because we can't choose our roommates sophomore year. So we decided to choose each other for junior year, but then the pandemic happened and we had to go home. And I was home all of first semester junior year, but then I started boarding again, second semester junior year. And that we were all in singles because of the pandemic and stuff. So we didn't really get it until this year. And it's been a great, great experience. And it's fun having a roommate, honestly, because you get to have laughs together. You get to like stay up late with each other or not because I'm not, I don't stay up late at all. I can't do it. But it's really fun to have like your best friend living with you. And then I have another one of my best friends. She lives like right down a couple doors down from me. And we always go into each other's rooms a lot because it's really fun. And one of the things I realized with my old, let's say, let's say friendships at my old school is that I didn't see them outside of classes. I didn't see them outside of school at all. I never hung out with them because I, they, one, they weren't that close to me personally and they weren't close to me physically. So I didn't have that connotation of being able to hang out with them every single day. But at boarding school, you're living with them. And you get to see your best friend every day. And it's so much fun. And like we have different trips off campus that we can go to that the school, the teachers on duty on the weekends drive us to. Like we go to Dairy Queen. A big popular spot in Pennsylvania is Wawa, which is a local um, um, gas station. I went to college in Orlando. We have Wawa. They have Wawa's in Orlando? I didn't know that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And, and when I first came to West, I was like, everybody was raving about Wawa. And I was like, 
what the heck is a Wawa? And then I finally went there. I'm like, it's just a gas station. It's a fancy <laughs> gas station, but it's just a gas station. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's just like your average like quick trip or ra- racetrack. I was like, what? what's the big deal? But everybody loves going to Wawa. It's so funny to me. And it was so intriguing to me when I first came. I was like, y'all are excited about a gas station? <laughs> it was so funny are good I do remember that but I don't I don't I don't get the fascination with it even here like people in college were like so obsessed with it too and I was like I I don't get it um right how how hard is it being away from home like you've made your your friend group there like you're like a really core group of friends you've come into your own a lot while you've been in boarding school and I think for sure has a lot to do with it but Mm -hmm. how difficult is it being away from your family and what was it like going to boarding school like remotely like you said you had to come home but you know like the education system on zoom like all of that what was your high school experience like in COVID too the transition for me from living at home with my parents to going to boarding school honestly wasn't that difficult for me because I love traveling Traveling is something I've always been passionate about. And I love like exploring new places, meeting new people in different places. And it wasn't that much of a struggle because I love meeting new people. And this was a new experience for me to get outside of my comfort zone and live in a new place for the rest of my high school career. And it wasn't all that. I got tiny bit homesick every now and then, but it wasn't to the point where like, I was crying about wanting to go home every day. I missed home a little bit, but it wasn't like that bad for at least for me. But I had my mom and my my mom was my best friend. I FaceTime her all the time. Even now when I'm at school still, I used to FaceTime her all the time when I was up up for my first year. And it was, it was just really nice, like getting to experience what it's like being away from home 24 seven, because I had never really had that experience before when I was going to public school. But when the pandemic happened, and we had to come home, I feel like Westtown did a really good job about handling the pandemic and giving us resources to learn like we did all of our classes over zoom. But it was I still felt like I got a good education out of it, even though it was over zoom and stuff and like at some point we returned to a little bit of in-person learning and zoom so hybrid but I felt it was harder for me to I a little bit for for me to do hybrid because you could see all your friends having fun in classes then you're stuck here that was a kind of a little bit difficult and I just had to get used to not being able to like see my friends and have to like see them over a computer screen or not at all but I adjust I was able to adjust and that's something I've, I've learned a lot throughout my years at Western I'm at good I'm good at adjusting to different situations in different environment yeah I think that's important oh so being able to experience for me too yeah no I think be- being able to adapt is super important yeah so what are some lessons that you've learned like how have you as a person evolved while being in boarding school like what are the top like three or four things that you've really noticed about yourself that you that you would, would attribute boarding school to or just like a, a top-notch education it doesn't necessarily have to be boarding school it could be a private school it could be an incredible public school but like what have you seen from yourself evolution throughout your time in high school I've noticed that I'm a lot more independent in what I do I've always been an independent person but I feel like I've gotten more confident in myself to do more things independently for myself like starting this podcast I started this during the pandemic in December of 2020 while I was still online over zoom I don't think I would have started it had I not gone to boarding school because you're on your own you're living with somebody you haven't lived with before but I was still able to find things that helped me adjust like finding my friend group finding the people who I knew I could be really good friends with. And I think that just gave me more confidence in myself to be on my own and do things by myself. And that's what I think honestly helped me start this podcast as well for me, start my podcast. That, and I've been learning this over the years, but it really came to fruition like in the past year or so that not everybody is going to be your friend. And you have to be okay with that. Like I thought I had a good friendship with somebody coming into West Town, a new student coming into West Town, but 
she ended up not being a good friend to me and that's okay I've learned from the experience and I have to take friendships honestly with a grain of salt anybody can act like somebody else over the phone and on camera when they're in person with you they act like a totally different person so I have to I had to learn how to be more careful with who I spend the spend the most time with how much energy I'm spending with them because if I'm feeling tired by the end of our conversation you're not a good friend to me you should be able to uplift me and energize me not drain me so that's how I that's another way of I've learned how to evaluate my friendships a lot more that's a good one because that's something that I've had to learn in college and law school is actually talking about that with my therapist this morning. I've really struggled to make a lot of friends. I think I said it earlier here too. Like I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school, in college. Like I'm starting now to find my real female friendships. I've had a couple really good guy friends throughout my life. um, And I'm very grateful for them. But female friendships, I really struggle to find. And I have one from middle school that has been with me since I was 10 years old. But all of the other ones I've made now as an adult in law school or while I've been in law school, they're not only one of them is actually from law school. But I think that's a valuable lesson. And it's important to recognize, not just boundaries, but what you were saying, like when your energy is being drained, like that's your body's way of telling you like something's not right here. I'm a big believer in listening to my body, listening to my gut, what my anxiety is trying to tell me. And like, if I feel emotionally drained, that that's, and I'm around a lot of people, that's a sign that those aren't the right type of people for me. And like, I'd rather be home by myself if if that's what's going to happen when I go out. And that's something I'm really struggling right now while I'm finishing up my last few um, few weeks here at school. Like this episode will go live once I've already graduated. So I'll definitely talk, I'll redo this in the intro, but like share this experience, but in a future episodes, but yeah, like it's, it's really hard, especially when you're drinking. I think it's really important that you recognize that at such a young age and you know, it's really cool that you started a podcast while you've been in boarding school. And I want to ask you about that and like what your classmates reactions were and like what, um, you know, like, are like, is it weird for them? Do they think it's cool? Like what made you want to start a podcast? And like, how did you go about doing it? And what has their reaction been? Because I can only imagine like boarding schools, like private school on steroids, it's you know the cattiness and like the mean girls like I'm sure that exists but it seems like you've really you know you you've had a really great experience there so I wonder what the reception to being on social media and being forward-facing in public you know what that's been like yeah so I first started while I was here at home and I didn't tell anybody for a good while I, I think I had only told told my mom at the time that I was starting a podcast and I really got inspired by this YouTuber Lily Rako. she's a holistic health coach um and certified IAN nutritionist and coach health coach um and I remember she was saying on her YouTube at the time she I think she was like tw- turned 20 at that time she was starting her own podcast and I was thinking to myself well if she can do it at 20 I can do it at 18. And that's what really started me. I was like, okay, now I want to look up what it takes to start a podcast. And then I found Anchor, that my, my hosting platform that I use for, for my podcast. And then you made it free and it made it easy to that's upload great. my episodes. It's so great. <laughs> so great. I love it. It's amazing. And what also helped me start this too is that I've always been a person that to like to help people. I love helping people. That's one of my favorite things to do is just like help somebody carry something up the stairs if they look like they need help even without asking. And I've always been like a giving person and I love giving like advice to my friends if they need it too. And that's where this all started. And I remember when I first told my friends, they were I te- I think I texted it to them because I think it was like either my first episode was going out or I said, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Uh, I want you guys to listen to it. And they were like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. They were really excited for me. They were genuinely excited and happy for me to start it. And I loved being able to have that support around me. Yeah. As, along with my parents and stuff. But having that that feeling of genuine friendship with my friends, being from for them to tell me they're they're happy for me, that they're excited for me, made me 
even happier to start it, you know? When I started it, I I started it in September 2021. So about a year, almost a year after you. But when I started, I just, I didn't tell anyone. Like I had only very few people around me knew that I had been wanting to start one. And my law school classmates and Natalie and my, my family, I'm pretty sure that's everybody that knew. And I hadn't said anything on social media. The day that I announced it is the day that the first episode went live. Like I didn't do like a, I did it a few hours before. I was like, secret project, but like, it won't be secret for long. Like, I know we hate when people say that. And then a couple hours later, right before I went out, I I published the trailer. And I was like, you know what? Like, we're just gonna, we're gonna do it. And I did it. And I texted my friends and I was like, here's the first link. Like, I sent it to like 30 people. And I was like, I don't care. I'll just send it to everybody. Like, I don't want to hide it. Like, this is something I've been passionate about for a really long time. So I just, I sent it to people and like, I don't know how many people actually listened, but everyone that I sent to was like, that's really cool. And they're like, and that was it. And I just started and I'm really glad yeah. I did because I think something that you mentioned earlier, like you find out who your real friends are. Like not everyone's is a real friend and someone that you thought you were really good friends with ends up not being like, you know, you find out who your real friends are when you are, when you start doing the things that you are meant to be doing and you start like showing up as like the real true version of yourself. And I think it's, Exactly. And I said to being like, it's so inspiring that you at such a young age are doing that because it took, I think most of my generation a lot longer to get there. Um, because I don't know, I don't know if it's like our parents' generation, like, you know, they really instilled like, you have to go to college, you have to do this, you have to do that. And we were like, we're the first ones to really break out of that mold. Whereas you guys have us as like a guiding lane. You're like, you know what, like, I'm just going to go for it. Um, so I think it's really admirable. Um, I see my cousin and my younger brother doing that as well. Like they're closer to your age and it's really cool. But I think some people are just going to not like you for no reason. They're going to be liking you and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's something I really have. And I still do struggle with every single day. I was crying about it this morning to my therapist, but it's when you do find those people who do support you, it is really freaking cool. And I love whenever one of my friends texts me, like, I'm listening to your podcast, or like, I'm so glad you talked about that because of this. And like, some of them have come up and we get to talk about like, our friendships and our life and how it's evolved and like how we've grown and talk about that on the podcast and just like reflect on different things that I talk about that are conversations that them, like we will have like offline or on the phone. Um, so I'm really glad you brought that up. And I'm happy that it was a supportive environment for you. Um, because that like I, I wanted to ask that because I feel like it would be really scary to just especially in an environment like boarding school that can be so toxic if if it's not the right fit for you can you talk a little bit about that like have you seen that toxicity and you know how do you navigate like the the negative side of boarding school that is what is sometimes portrayed in the media yeah honestly it can be hard sometimes because there can be people talking about you behind your back but you gotta think about it as there might be people that be talk that are talking about you behind your back that might be a good thing they might be saying good things about you so you have to look at the flip side of it too and not just think about oh what are they saying about me is it bad but think about what if what if what they're saying about me is good you know or just the fact that they're talking about you at all like really you're right. doing something right mm-hmm. or you're doing something and they're envious or jealous of you and it could be negative but it could also imitation is the most sincere form of flattery so if they're talking behind you about you behind your back or they're imitating you or they're copying you like don't take it not always take it as a negative because it could be like it actually can be a good thing. but yeah I agree you have to look at it both ways and you kind of have to decide for yourself which one it is yeah and also with boarding school and with the toxicity it can bring with the topics that are shared around it it can sometimes get it be a toll on your mental health but that's when you have to be able to lean on your support system like I've leaned on my friends so many times because of things that have happened to me at school because I know I can come to them and they'll be supportive of me and they can help me through that tough time you have to know who your core people are and who you can share things with because sharing something with somebody can and and 
you can if you see their their reaction isn't what you were expecting it to be then you have to be thinking should I be sharing this type of stuff with them yeah be aware of who you share things with because it might be good it might be bad but find the people that are the good yeah and yeah I think that's a great point their reaction to it you know do they cry with you are they consoling you or are they like weirdly like not surprised by it at all like that's weird or like do they celebrate your accomplishments and your small wins um the big ones um I think that's a great a great point and um it's something that it's a it's a struggle no matter how old you are no matter what phase of life you're in but I think high school is definitely where it's the most prevalent and college because you guys are around each other all the time especially in a boarding school um so that's a again like it, it just baffles me how insightful you are at such a young age like if I knew at your age what I know now like things would be so different I mean of course everything has its reason I'm grateful for it happening the way that it did and I know you will be too looking back and the beauty of having a podcast at such a young age and being a content creator is that you get to go back and see those those memories and those pictures and those episodes and like look back and reflect on how far you've come exactly that's super and, cool. right and also one of the things that made me realize I had found my core group of friends was when I remember I was getting my college decisions back for early action and I remember my friend was also getting back her ED application to Franklin and Marshall and I remember she told me that she got an email she she had known when her application decision was going to be coming back and I told her do not open up that letter before I come because I want to celebrate with you when you get that decision back and literally we sat together in her room we opened it together when it said you've been accepted early decision we I was just hugging her like crazy she was hugging me back and I think that same day that same night I had heard back from one of my colleges and I opened it with the same friend and she was so genuinely happy for me and happy for my accomplishment. And I could just feel that it was genuine. It was pure excitement, pure joy that it just felt really good to share it with her and be around her in that moment as I opened the letter, you know, and those are some defining moments, honestly, about friendships is that if you feel that you can share something with them, that that monumental and that important to them, keep sharing those things with them because you never know what could happen out of it, you know? I think that's such a great point. I think you have to be willing to share the good, but also the bad. And I mean, exactly. you know, that that's a big monumental decision and it's a positive one, but it could have also been that you didn't get in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thankfully that wasn't the case for either of you, but like, you know, that had that been the, the case like things would have she would have been there for you just as much as you would have been there for her and I think that is super super important and it's rare to find even now but I think it's special um and yeah so you mentioned going to college where did you apply to colleges like do like how much you actually better like start better question like how do you think boarding school and your school in particular has prepared you for college like where do you where did you apply to colleges and, you know, where, where are you going to college? Cause that's so exciting. You're, you're graduating and going to college. It's like, a, it's a big deal. Like that is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. I'm honestly so excited. First off, I, I feel like my boarding school prepared me so well because I know how to live with somebody now versus if I would have gone to college right out of public school, I wouldn't have known how to live with anybody else in the same room as me. Cause I'm an only child. I'm not used to living with somebody else. So boarding school gave me that head start into knowing how to work with those roommate struggles that you would have in college and figuring out what you guys need to do together to solve the issue, as well as like learning how to share a bathroom, be in a communal space, having all those things really, really helped me for sure that I know in college that would be so easy for me to get used to. 
and learning how to be away from home and be independent away from my parents and stuff and not to rely on them all the time. Now, granted, I still rely on them for some things, but I didn't have to rely on them as much because I knew I had school to support me in that. Um, and I applied to a lot of schools. I initially applied when I didn't know what major I wanted major in at first, but then as I like started talking more and getting more into like the content creation creator space, um, I found my major honestly through um, I don't know if you know of this group PR Fashion Net by Lindsay Himes and Bri- um, Brianna Osueski. I cannot pronounce her last name, but they founded their group on Clubhouse. Um, and Clubhouse was all the rage back, what, last year? <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And they were talking to a whole bunch of different content creators in the space and talking about PR and fashion. And as I kept going into their rooms, I was like, this is becoming more and more interesting to me. And I was like, hmm, I think this is something I might want to major in. So I applied to, I believe, nine schools. I applied mostly everywhere early action. I didn't do early decision because I had no idea where I wanted to go. Um, and I applied to um, Syracuse University, University of Maryland, Elon University, University of Miami, SMU, University of Colorado Boulder, University of Arizona, and Chapman University out in California. So I applied to all those schools, all nine of them. I got rejected from one, which was University of Miami, mm-hmm. but yeah. everywhere else I got into. Even and the other thing is, I know um, standard standardized testing. I didn't take the SAT, I didn't take the ACT because they're all test optional schools. And I know myself, I'm not a good standardized test taker. I never have been, even when I was in in yeah, public school. I did terrible on standardized tests. I was awful at it. So I knew my scores weren't going to help me. So I decided to go in without my standardized test scores, which I'm so grateful that I didn't have to do because I know I that probably would have brought down my application. But I got into almost everywhere and I was so happy. And at the time, once I finally decided what major I wanted, um, I started looking at the programs that each school had. And I noticed that SMU, which hadn't been on my radar until like mid-August, I think, that I noticed that SMU had one of the best public relations programs out of all the colleges I applied to. I even liked it better than Syracuse and at the time, was, which was my top choice, Elon. I thought I was going to Elon University, but I didn't care for their public relations program as much. But when I saw SMU and I was looking through their program, looking through the classes that they have getting connected with a current student who is in my major, talking to her and her experience at SMU while majoring in that major. I was like, okay, this is seeming like more and more of a good fit. And I knew what I wanted from a college campus before I even knew what my what major I wanted. I knew I wanted a campus that felt close to um, areas I can just go out easily, but not too. I didn't want a city school. I wanted to like a school in the suburbs and not too not too far from the city not too close, but just like in the middle. I wanted a campus that was big enough to where I didn't feel like a big, a small fish in a big pond, but big enough to where I felt comfortable with the size, um, like 11,000, 12,000 students. I wanted a campus that had a lots of nature and greenery. That's one of the things I loved about West Ham was because it was surrounded by so much nature and so much green that I knew I wanted that in a college campus. No, I think those are some great yeah. points. Um, it's yeah. really important. And when picking a school, like not just like I talk about this a lot for law school like geographical region which is like you you were open to everywhere so like you applied a little bit of everywhere which is good but like then you looked at campus type the program the program that you want to be a part of is so important if you know what you're going in and it can and may change and if you don't know then that's okay too but if you have any inkling of like I'm interested in this look for schools that have the programs that have like the top three or four interests of your of yours because if they change you want to be able to have another program at that school that you're interested in you know I think what you talked about earlier with like the campus and you know knowing what you were looking for in like the, the community feel and location wise because you got that experience at a boarding school and I think I mean 
most people don't get that luxury. Like they, they go to public school or even private school, but they live with their parents and like they, you know, going to college is the first time they, you know, rooming with someone, living in a dorm, all of that. And I think, I mean, it, it, it is a, a, an adjustment. It's a hard experience, you know, freshman year roommate struggles. Like we all know about those, Yeah. Uh, but it helps that you got, you got a little bit of experience with that in boarding school and it helped you recognize what you want out of your college experience as well, because you got to have that experience even earlier, which is, you know, if you're able to have that experience, I think is super valuable. And I love to how your interest in social media is what led you to figure out what you want to do with your career and led you to a college that's going to allow you to do that because that's something that I'm really passionate about. You know, college is not for everyone, but if you decide to go to college, make sure you're studying things that you're actually interested in that are going to allow you to do the things you want to do. Don't exactly go to college and study biology because your parents want you to be a doctor. If that's not really what you like, it's okay if that is what you want to do. By all means, please do it. We need more doctors. But like, if that's not you, don't do it for someone else. Do it for you because college is an investment and it's not just a financial investment. Although that's a big one. It's also a time investment. It's, you know, you're investing in yourself. Ultimately, exactly. what it is, is you're investing in yourself. So I think it's really cool that, you know, Clubhouse and social media is what allowed you to figure out like, ooh, public relations. Like, that's kind of what I want to do. Let me look for places like that. And then doing that research is what cemented you into like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. And yeah. I think you'd be really good at it. And I think I, I love public relations. It's part of what I do at my job. It's something that I really, I've always wanted to do. So like that, I, I mentioned earlier, I've always wanted to go to boarding school. I wish I could have. And part of that is because of a book series that I started reading, The Keaton Chronicles by Jillian Dodd. 10 out of 10 recommend that series. By the way, she her characters all go to a boarding school in Connecticut. And um, well, not all of them. Some so the girl, the main girl has two lives, her California life and her boarding school life. And then so in the California life that she lives, one of the girls is she ends up going to law school and she becomes like one of the top publicists in Hollywood. And I was like, I always knew that going to law school like was not the end goal for me I wanted to do something in business and I wanted to be front-facing and I wanted to do something in business and work for a lifestyle company helping them like brand and marketing and like but be a lawyer as I did it and Mm -hmm. I had no idea that that was going to end up being what I do but in a different way so it all really does like work out um it's funny how that happens but that was where I got the idea of like ooh, boarding school and also like publicist like public relations and she's a lawyer you can do public relations as a lawyer it'll help you and little by little it kind of snowballed and like that's where I'm at today so I think it's cool similar story for you starting in high school like being on social media seeing what these people are up to on Clubhouse on other platforms other podcasts is what allowed you to really figure out what you want to do and if you don't, if you're listening and you're Sierra's age and you don't know what you want to do, that's okay. That is totally okay. Like I initially, I didn't know what I was wanting to do and I was going in blind. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I, my plan was to go on undecided until I was able to use social media to help me figure out what I wanted to do in college. And if you guys don't know, that is totally okay. And you don't have to have everything figured out at 18, 17. It is okay not to have everything figured out. Like society says, you should, you should probably have stuff figured out. You should know what you want to major in. No, you don't. You don't have to know. You're not supposed to know. You're learning. You're 18. You're 17. You're still growing. So don't let what society says pressure you into going into something that you don't want to do. Absolutely. I think it's hard because people look at social media as like this guiding light. Like that's like, exactly. oh, her life, I have to do the things that she's doing. It may help, but that's the whole point of my podcast is to show like the thoughts that go behind the scenes of the processes that, and, the, and the pictures that you see online. And like, I want people to pick and choose like a little bit of everything and help them figure out what is the best path for them and take, you know, Sierra's experience as an example, take my experience as an example, but make your own experience along the way and like trial and error. Like you're going to have to learn and fail and mess up, figure it out as you go. And I think social media does a really good job of hiding that side of things, which Mm -hmm. is why I personally prefer the podcast platform the best because we get to really have these conversations and we get to to see the side that people don't show in pictures and in reels because it's not aesthetic or it's just like you're not going to film those moments but like Mm -hmm. 
after they happen, you can look back and reflect on them. When did you start posting on social media and really get into content creation? Was it already in boarding school or was it sooner? Because that's the craziest part about your generation is that like when I didn't get Instagram until I was a junior, senior in high school, but like you guys got it way earlier. Way earlier. <laughs> yeah. So I think I started posting consistently back in July of 2021. So I think it was still po- still in the pandemic, I believe. Cause I, it was still when Clubhouse was going strong and stuff like that. That's when I was like, really interested in doing content creation and I started posting back in July and I found it really fun to take because I love taking pictures I've always been someone who loves taking pictures of things I have my own Nikon camera because I wanted to hone in my photography photography skills which I love doing and I feel like posting more on social media gave me that creative outlet to still do photography but while showing things I love to do in the same way in the same in this at the same time so I started posting consistently in January in July 2021 and haven't turned back since and it's been a really fun journey I remember I had like 500 something followers back in July and now I have like over 1,800 followers right now which is insane and how fast you can grow so easily which a lot of people say Instagram isn't a fast-growing platform, but I disagree. I think it is a faster-growing platform than, let's say, TikTok, because TikTok is, I find it's hard for me to grow on there. I find Instagram is easier. Um, specifically, Instagram for my personal Instagram, not my podcast Instagram. Podcast Instagram is a little bit harder to grow. Because it's not as personal, but I think, I think TikTok is easier because of the ability to go viral, but it's harder to sustain because exactly then they're going to just want to see the content that made you go viral. Made you go, right, exactly. Whereas Instagram, you're able to share your evolution a lot easier. So I think long-term, it's the more sustainable platform, but I think both are important. They're just used, you have to use them differently. Differently. So learning. Um, personally, I prefer Instagram as well. And I, I've struggled to grow on Instagram because I don't, my... I share my life the way that it's really happening where I'm not trying to curate it for social purposes, which the people who do that tend to grow a lot easier, but I'd rather build an engaged community and And a genuine community too. an audience than just a lot of followers. I think it's important to foster the community that you already have. And um, it's something I've been working on a lot more in the last few weeks um and you're a part of that and it's really cool and I love getting to see what you're doing as well and how you communicate with your audience but yeah I'm just I mean there's so many like things that we could talk about but I just I really it's so freaking cool to see someone who is 18 years old like on their on the path that they know is best for them and they're doing it on their own terms and they're figuring it out as they go I think a lot of people nowadays, especially, you know, that 18 to 24 generation, which is what you're, we're both on the same different ends of the same generation, mm-hmm. like there are two generations within that. It's cool to see your experience and how you're kind of on the same path that, that I'm on and being able to be a mentor to you and learn from you at the same time to be able to better mentor you and others. And I think it's really cool to see just you you going after what you want be something that is I pre I I I do preach it because I genuinely believe in like following what makes you happy and what what sets your soul on fire what you're passionate about and that's what's going to take you further not just doing it because other people are doing it just don't say me or Sierra are doing it like do it because it's genuinely what makes you happy and if it does it it will make you it'll it'll help you build a career and you will make money off of it because it's truly coming from you because that's the whole point of social media. It's like monetizing your life and building a community that is super engaged with the audience like in your audience that is super engaged with you living your life at your truest self. Don't just do it for the virality or the view exactly. or whatever. Do it because you genuinely love it and the rest will follow. And I think you're the perfect example of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, um, I just realized. I never said where I committed to college. <laughs> well, you kind you briefly kind of did briefly mentioned it, but yeah. yeah, so I'll be going to SMU for the next four years. I'm so excited. 
yeah, I'm excited for you. I've never been to Texas. I've never been to Dallas, but I've heard incredible things about that program, not the public relations, but like the school in general. So I, and I think, I think being from Atlanta and having gone to a boarding school, I think Dallas is a good fit for you. I don't like New York. I mean, Syracuse isn't, is out up this upstate New York, but too you know, cold. Too cold. And then Chapman, I just don't think Southern California is really like, I, I don't see it as your vibe. Um, Me either. Definitely not my Dallas <laughs> will be a good fit for you. And it, it'll give you that, that flexibility to, to continue coming into your own. Um, exactly. And yeah. I mean, everyone's leaving New York and LA anyway. So Dallas is supposedly the place to be, but I'm really excited for you the next four years and everything that's to come. And of course, getting to see you continue to share your life um, on social media and on the podcast and see where it takes you because you are most definitely going places. Um, where can everyone find you? And yeah, where can everyone find your podcast? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Sierra E. Brewer, S-I-E-R-R-A-E-B-R-E-W-E-R. And you can find my podcast, The Morning Muse Podcast, on wherever you guys listen to your podcast. And the podcast Instagram is at The Morning Muse Podcast. Amazing. I'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course.